It's good. I like that stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, oh. Session beers are back in, I mean, right, so. Yeah. So, um, uh. well, anyway, uh, what, what have you got? What are, you, uh, what, are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Not much. Um, I've been cycling through a lot of my, like, music and iTunes, listening to, whole, like, some older stuff that I haven't listened to in a while, because for whatever reason, man, I, didn't, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but I've been listening to way too much dubstep. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like, just going to the gym, it's just good for, like, working out and stuff, but then I find myself listening to it more often. I don't know. Like, I leave the gym. I'm like, it's still like an earworm. It's in my head, so... Um, I don't know. Do you listen to dubstep at all? No, I, see, I don't. I don't really. And I don't know if I've ever, ever actually listened to any dubstep. Well, I can't. I don't claim to be a dubstep uh, expert. You know, like I have some artists, but I can't put my finger on what exactly. Skrillex, Skrillex, Skrillex. Is he dubstep? Skrillex is dubstep. A Daft Punk dubstep? Uh, I don't think. See, I think that's a different category of electronic music. Like, this I've is, listened to Daft Punk now. I have. I have the Tron soundtrack, which they did, which is fucking oh, great. Oh, my God. It's great. It's so yeah. atmospheric. No, yeah, dubstep really cool. is hard. Like, I don't know. The best uh, the best example I heard was I read something one time. Um, someone was talking about dubstep, and someone said, all I can think of when I hear dubstep is someone says something, someone says something, there's electronic music, and it sounds like Optimus Prime taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see if I can... I'm, I'm Could you... I, yeah, I'm going to see if I can queue just up. Just for something. my own personal, because I've never really listened to the stuff. Yeah. I'm see, <laughs> I'll see if I can queue up some of the, real, the, like the last thing. I'll just press play on the last song that I heard, and we'll see if we can get a a, a little bit of what it sounds like. I'm sure the people at home probably... They, you know what dubstep is. Or maybe you don't. All right, this is uh, this is just a, a song called "Red Step" by Bass Nectar. It's just a just a piece of it. All right, it's gonna be really loud, so I'm gonna turn it down. Does sound like after Prime taking a dump. Yeah, you just have to imagine um, Optimus you, Prime on the po- on the toilet. I saw Jesus uh, Bass Nectar uh, a couple years ago at Cannes Roxas. Uh, it was a blast. Horrible name. Um, yeah, it was good times. But you just have to imagine like that song playing, and then just like a whole crowd full of people with their fists in the air, just doing this during that whole right. like, the bass drop. Whatever, but it sounds like future music. It you is know, the music, music they play in the future. Like the music they played in like a 1980s movie when they're trying to show you what the, yeah. what people are listening to in the future. But I don't understand what the difference between that and electronic music is, and I'm, I guess I'm showing my ignorance here because I'm sure there's major, major differences yeah. that I just have no fucking yeah, idea the, of. The, the dubstep nerds out there are like, right. well, it's yeah, okay, because it kind of sounds a bit like Daft Punk. It sounds a bit like you know early Prodigy. It sounds a bit like dance music, like house music. Sure, I think that's what it evolved out of. But yeah, but what has made it? The, what's the change there? You I know, don't know that's a good question. What's that little? What's that guy Mouse? The DJ Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's dubstep, right? The, the, yeah, Dead Mouse is dubstep. And I've yeah. seen Skrillex. Like I've seen bits of him when he's like, um, like at Bonnaroo, he played one year, and he, like bits of his shows. And he looked fantastic, fun. I mean, it looks yeah. like he's really into it, and he's like, yeah, and the sure. crowd are really yeah. into it, and the crowd are all fucking high off their arse, and you know, I mean, yeah, that's good. Whatever, whatever the kids like, man. Yeah, I hate that whole like. Well, you know, they're not real musicians because real musicians play guitars. Like, come on, no, man. That's that's what you are right now. When you said that, that's your dad yeah. talking to you when you listen to whatever you're Yeah, they're still artists. Are. They're still they're putting together just in different formats. They're arranging music. They're, yeah. they're arranging sounds into a, yeah. So. Did you, did you, have you watched Stephen Colbert this week at all? Uh, I I saw the... Um, the Get Lucky thing? Yeah. It was fucking yeah. brilliant. Oh my God, it was so good. It was yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we li- we watched it like last night, like three times at work, showing different people who had, who hadn't seen it. So, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's so. a great song too. And uh, what did he say at the end of it? And he goes, "Oh, so I guess they can't be in my show because they have an MTV thing, and they're going to be on the via the video the, music awards. Surprise! So don't tell anybody." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can love that guy. Yeah, he's the best. It's really cool. I love him. Well, you know what I've been doing? What? What's that? What I've changed doing? my dog voice this this week. You've changed. Oh, so when you say you've changed your dog right. voice, that means you had a dog voice, yeah. and now you have a new dog right. voice. Right? Okay. Because I have dogs. I have two dogs. Okay. And so we talk sometimes about, especially when they piss me off. Sure. But my vo- dog voice was always a Scooby Doo kind of. Like I'd go, "Oh my God, who shit in the kitchen?" Right. It, I'm sorry, David. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. It would Augie would say. Right. You know. Yeah. And but it's changed, and I, I didn't even. I, you know, I didn't even do. I didn't do it purposely. I just one day I came downstairs and, you know, they chewed up a toy or something like that. And I go, who fucking chewed up this toy? And then Augie said, I did her. I I chewed it. I'm sorry. 
So <laughs> I don't really know why I changed Augie to, he's kind of more aggressive, I guess. Than right. Well, he's getting clenched, older. Yeah, clenched so. teeth kind of, um, you know, kind of. He's know, not ashamed of it anymore. Pissed off The Scooby-Doo voice is a shame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, he's yeah. nice. Oh, Scooby-Doo is nice. Yeah. I'm so rude. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, oh, fuck, what the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, that's what I that's what I did this week. I changed my dog voice somehow. I don't know why. I should go see psychiatrist about that. Maybe. Yeah. What it, it's probably telling telling me something about my own life currently. Now you have two dogs, though, right? Yeah. Do they each have separate voices? Do you have a voice for each, each of them? You know, no, I only really have when a voice they talk for to each other. <laughs> well, they talk to each other. Yeah, they go. Let's go, Oggy. Oh God, Dolly, how are you doing? Okay, okay, all right. Well, they're on the phone with each other. I don't know. But I, I don't know why I did that. But no, I, I just have one voice I use mainly for Augie. Ollie doesn't really say anything. No, he's, he's more stoic. No, he's mute. Yeah, can't oh, talk. Right. <laughs> I have a deaf dog now. So I have a mute dog, and you've got a deaf dog. I have a deaf dog. Yeah, yeah she's thirteen years work? old. And she's deaf. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's it's entertaining. Like I think she because she can't hear. Is that cruel? Is this ch- is this a, is this animal abuse we're talking about? It's no, funny no, that no, no. Deaf. No, no. Um, handicapped dogs. Yeah. She yeah. just kind of forgets that you're in the room because she can't hear anything. And then so every time she sees <laughs> she you, there's surprised. like this. Yeah, she's oh, like, ah, what are you doing here? And it gets all excited. And this happens like 10 times in a minute. It's, Did it's, she go deaf or was she just born deaf? No, she went deaf. Yeah, oh, she's, so she's surprised she, surprises everybody else that she can't hear. Yeah, yeah. So That's weird. Yeah. Sad. But hey, whatever. And then I have a cat. It's an asshole. So they, uh, <laughs> they get on famously. Well, that's a bit tickle, though, isn't it, really? really all is. cats are assholes. Yeah, yeah. That's what they are. Mine is. <laughs> You're wondering who I am. Secret, secret, I've got a secret. The second episode we've opened up with music, then we both chimed in at the same time yeah. without telling us ourselves we we're going to do that. That's good. That's we're on the same page. Talent. I was doing a robot, my robot. Oh, man, I was playing the air dance. drums. Your air drum, I and was I was doing drum. my robot to that. That music. reminds me of, there was a, I think it was Volkswagen had a commercial about 10 or 12 years ago. It was that music, and you could hear the music, and like it's they're basically selling the sound system in the car. and yeah. like. And then, oh, I remember that. And then you see, like it shows you from the outside, and you can't hear it, but you see the guy doing the robot. Yeah, in the car. that yeah. was a cool yeah. ad. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I didn't make me buy the car though. No, no, I didn't buy one. I don't even remember what car. I it was think for. it made me realize, hey, sticks, man. I heard them in a while, and I went and downloaded <laughs> yeah. the album. And, yeah. and then it's shot to the top of the podcast charts. Yeah, here it is. Uh, not podcast charts, the yeah. iTunes charts. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. That to was the sticks. Headspace. That was sticks. Yes. Yeah, welcome Dennis DeYoung. Yeah. Um, follow us on uh, Twitter, Hate Space Invaders. And tweet at us. And, uh, and then like us on Facebook, please. And uh, www.hspaceinvaders.net. I know you've already found us, so we probably shouldn't be repeating it, but we're going to repeat it anyway. We have to, yeah. Yeah, it's our we're, pause for station identification. Yeah, we're, we're contractually obliged. You know what I wish radio... I don't listen to radio anymore, and the reason I don't is because... You've so many great podcasts to do. I, that's yeah, podcasts. Um, but no, I started getting disillusioned with it because they stopped telling you like the song that you heard. You know, but I guess the reason they stopped telling you the song that you heard is because they play the same song oh. every hour and they just assume, yeah. you know, after it's yeah. like, it's like same song, same song, same song. And then a commercial where they go, it's 1-800-675-254, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, shoot me in the fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, that's, there's some radio. Well, I mean, you know, I bet you digital radio or, or certain commercial radio stations that don't really have to do that will probably... You know, like if you're listening to an 80s radio station, you're probably not going to hear the same. Well, I would hope you wouldn't, but then maybe you would. Well, I don't know. know. Like classic rock, man, that was always the the joke because they would play, you know, like Tom Petty. Allman Brothers, Tom Petty, and they're like, now we're going to get the lead out. And they would play, you know, Led Zeppelin. And then they'd play Hey Joe. And then they would play something else, something else. And then they're going to get the lead out. You know? Free falling. Yeah. 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 I guess that exactly. is right. Yeah. 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 You know, and anyway, I don't like people telling me what to do or what to listen to. I like to listen to my own music. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm joking, of course. But um, yes. Oh, so we played Mr. Roboto for because, a reason. For a reason, yeah. Um, so last week we talked about Mars One, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so that got me, you know, kind of it, it piqued my interest again into like space exploration, like you know, trying to figure out what's going on there. And so I stumbled. I wish across it would pique, uh, you know, the government's interest in space exploration because we're not doing. Oh, it right it's now no, the government's done. It's going to be privatized, but. 
Um, so you know this, um, the Corobo? Are you familiar, you're familiar with Corobo, right? I am familiar as of today. As of today. With Corobo. Yeah. Um, and for those of you at home, Corobo is a robot. It's like 12 inches tall. It's cute as shit. Oh yeah. my God, it looks like Astro Boy. Um, the ja- Japanese robot. Japanese robot is developed by the Japanese Space Agency and Toyota. And it's a little companion robot that they're um, sending. They Today, I guess, um, they've delivered it to the They stuck him in a rocket yes, and they shot him into space. Blasting him into space. And they have delivered it along with the other precious cargo of food and supplies. And skittles, Welcome to the 25th whatever. century. Again. Again, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, Karobo. It's um, Japanese for hope and robot, I guess. Right. Is the, um, so it's a kind of an amalgamation of hope and robot to make Karobo. Thankfully, not kill Robo. Oh, Isn't that his name? Yeah, that, that would seems... be. Imagine that. Well, this is our little cute com- companion robot. He's oh, called what's, what's Kill Robo. Yeah. Well, wonder what he's going to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. wonder what he's going to do on, on his downtime. Not really have any. Well, he's like 12 inches tall. You and can then, just boot him across a room if he picks it, up a knife. Well, you know what would happen because he's got those kind of cir- big, giant circular eyes, which, of course, Japanese people, when they design stuff, they always design it with huge, giant eyes. I don't know why. Um, He's got those circular eyes that light up in a you know a, a bright circle, but when he's kill Robo, the circle turns red. Red, yeah, of just, course, just like your Xbox. This film writes oh. itself, dude. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, w- w- once again, we've, we're creating um, the robot race, and if you look on YouTube, you can see uh, one of the makers of the robot having a conversation with Kill, Ro- kill Robo. I'm going to call him Robo. Kill Robo for kill now. Robo, yeah, who has, has a conversation with Kill Robo about. Um, you know what he's going to do, and he, he his what's his mission in life in his robot life is to for humans and robots to live together. And it is goddamn harmony. adorable. He is adorable. I mean, it is the cutest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would probably not look as adorable if he had the red, red eyes and also a tiny knife in his hand as he animated. as he's plunging it into your chest. Well, if it's true to anime as form, it'd be a giant fuck chest. off sword, right? Like a giant, yeah, I mean, like oversized eight <laughs> right. foot sword. He's twelve inches tall. His sword is like ten feet long. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, twelve inches. Tall, does he have super strength? Well, they did. Sh- there's a video where you can see him um, navigating in zero G. Yeah, he I mean, flips about and yeah, he's like, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Redistributes his weight. In order he's to like ride the himself. he's like the atom of uh, of robots. So years from now, when robots are oh right, sentient, yeah, he's robot one. Kill Robo will be uh, their their their. God. He'll be V'ger. Yeah, he's gonna be there. So it's not V'ger; it'll be Kiro. Kiro, yeah. Yeah, they've forgotten. Uh, so when that when 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 Kirk and Spock get to that middle of that giant cloud of mechanism, they'll find tiny little cute kill Robo in the middle of it, just plugged in, hardwired into everything. I can't think of any like cute robots like in pop culture, like cute robots. Like Wally was kind of cute, but he wasn't like he was very industrial. You know, he was cute because of his action. What you the do? teddy bear in AI? Oh yeah, he's fucking cute. Yes, he was cute. And, and it was so, kind of the same thing. He was a companion, yeah. like Karobo is meant to be a companion yeah. to the astronauts and kind right. of give them interaction. Yeah, well, that's a, I don't think we've even talked about it. That's what Kill Kill Robo is going to do. It's going to yeah. be a companion, so people so to stop him being lonely, he'll be up there. The whatever his name is, Captain. I didn't see what his name was. The Japanese astronaut who's going to be on on the. Space Station is an NASA space station. Well, according to, to, to like the Japanese space, um, it's J-A-X-A, I can't remember what's, um, but they said the robot's capabilities include voice and speech recognition, natural language processing, speech synthesis, and telecommunications, as well as facial recognition, video recording. So, uh, Precursor for C-3PO. Yeah, yeah. He's a protocol droid. Right, he is. I wonder how many languages he speaks. At least one. Does he speak bocce? <laughs> Or the binary language of, uh, language of most operators, yeah. I wonder. Someone's going to ask Kill Robo that. We so should. he says, I bet they probably probably Someone's going to. Of course yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. You know? Come, I, you know. I speak Baji. <laughs> uh, what, man, robots. So what, what are some of your favorite robots from pop culture? Like that you remember? Like movies, TVs, whatever. Um, I would say stereotypically you go with Data. You yeah. know? Okay. Because, yeah. you know, Star Trek and all that. And sure. I'm such a Trekkie. Um, HAL 9000, of course. of course. Not a real robot, though. Yeah. Kind of more like a ship, the ship. Yeah, he was a ship and talking computer. He didn't move. Yeah, talk, Yeah, there's a difference there yeah. between robot and talking computer. Okay. He's a talking computer, so we can't really include him. We wouldn't include him on that list. You know who was cool, who didn't get any play? Is IG-88. I, yeah, Is it, I, yeah, yeah. You agree? Yeah, I do, of 100%. Yeah, little, I, yeah. Our little list here? Yeah, yeah, oh, look, yeah. We made separate lists, and we had that boat on the same list. Yeah, That's cool. we had the same list, yeah. He got nothing. All he got was like some airtime, never spoke, never... I mean, 
They could make a whole movie out of him. I they think. could. There's um, in the expanded universe. There's a book that's like about bounty hunters, and there's yeah. this whole. He gets this whole story where he's like one of five different, you know, battle droids that was created. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but it's it his could. head looked like a lava lamp though, kind of. No, I don't. I know bit, it didn't like move. A bunch of little eyes. Yeah, because yeah. it's the eyes yeah. everywhere. But it looks like if you, you know, imagine it, a lava lamp just frozen he, on top of his head because it's cylindrical too. Didn't look very like mobile. You know, I mean, he was just like a stovepipe with arms. Right. If know. I was a smuggler, you know, and I had some bounty hunters on my trail, and if I saw IG-88, I'm like, well, fuck him. Yeah, I'm just going to go upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. he going to do? Yeah. Uh, I put Dalek on my list, but then I realized Daleks aren't really robots, are they? No, they're kind of power suits, yeah. battle suits. Yeah. They have a little green, splodgy mess and inside. Cybermen are robots, though, right? Cybermen are robots, but they're, I don't know, People get turned into Cybermen. Oh right, yeah. So there's. Do they have like people brains inside their heads? Yeah, there's there's organic material in there supposedly. Oh, so what? That's a cyborg, not really a robot. All right. Well, what about um? I mean, there's obvious ones like Optimus Prime and all the Transformers stuff. They're all really fucking cool. I hate those films, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Michael Bay's shit. Yeah, I don't. I try not to talk about. It's like. yeah, he likes it. he'd be a great porn movie director. Like, if you notice the way he portrays women in his films, oh, they're terrible. Yeah, it's and, just and minorities. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, not yeah. good. No, it's not good at all. Like, he's just basically it's for women are there for tits and arse. Yep. That's it. Um, which is yeah. No, anyway, it's not good. I right, mean, well, they look great and they're flashy and you know, yeah, they're cool because the Transformers are in them, but they're shit films. Um, Maximilian was kind of cool. Maximilian was from cool. the black hole and kind of creepy, and scary, and, yeah, yeah. And he was cool, and, but the other robots weren't at all. They were terrible. Right. Uh, what were their names? Vincent, voiced by Roddy McDowell. Right. He was just like this hovery thing with giant eyes. Yeah. But it was a quick shot, though. It was a quick shot. Yeah. And uh, old Bob. Old Bob. It was, was just one. a busted version of it. Right? It looked like, like a dust can. One leg sticking out that was stuck. Yeah. It looked like literally like a dust can. Dust, dust bin. Like dusty bin. Um, you know uh, Roy Batty? Oh, yeah. Blade Nexus Runner. 6. Yep. I mean, the poet kind of killing machine yeah like poet a, psycho a, yeah philosophical robot brilliant i mean and you know in a in a i mean that whole story of blade runner and the of electric sheep and you know that's just a brilliant idea you know like really trying to delve into the machine mind or at what point when they become sentient are they another living being and you know, and they did a lot out Star Trek and Data as well, too. But no, obviously, no one's ever done it like they oh did. My, yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, I mean, that sure. was just, you know, because they're striving to, to live. They want to live. Yeah, it, I mean, they're I meant to be life. the villain, but eventually you start, like, seeing their plight. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Um, you know who's cool? Uh, uh, Yul Brynner in uh, Westworld. Oh, Westworld, yeah. Remember the gunfighter? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Very fucking Yeah, creepy. he was creepy and scary. Like, emotionless, you know, yeah. and didn't, didn't really speak that much. Just walked after the guy through the worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he, he didn't say anything beyond, except for in the beginning, Wish for right? your guns, I think is what yeah. he said. Yeah. And that was like, holy shit, I'm fucked. Draw, or whatever he said. It didn't say much at all. No, he didn't. But it's still terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else do you have on your list? Johnny Five was terrible. Yeah. Um, and they made two of them. They made two movies, Johnny Five, Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. Yeah. I mean, Just an uh, E.T. ripoff. E.T. with an exoskeleton. Uh, you know who I always thought was funny is, um, when I was a kid was Twicky from Buck Rogers. <laughs> It, like biggie biggie fuck I, you buck i think it was funny like they had to decide like <laughs> so you had twicky who was buck rogers like you know r2d2 more or less he was there for comic right. relief but then they're like hot off of star wars like well you have to have a you know like a robot that actually is smart or you know like a com- like a living computer so they had dr theopolis which was that <laughs> necklace yeah. that twiggy wore around his chest and it was just a circle with it was like the flavor flavor of the future <laughs> yeah and doc yeah dr yeah. theopolis was a giant clock giant clock yeah and it was it was like just a supercomputer but they still had to give it like a face because i guess people just couldn't handle like a talking box so they had to have like <laughs> eyes and and they could walk because it uh, was around twiggy's neck terrible twiggy biggie let's boogie book um Cylons, those are noteworthy robots Cylons, yes great robots yeah. in all imaginings of Battlestar Galactica. I yeah. mean, I think um, the, my favorite is probably the Centurion vibe, um, you know, from the from the original, from one? the original, by your command, like yeah. that one, yeah, yeah. That's just and with the eye, it was just super cool. But then, of course, they did a really good job. Well, that whole TV show is brilliant. We talked about that yeah. before. And the way the ships looked and everything, they were like just giant Cylons, and they had the eye and everything. Yeah, that, yeah. definitely super cool. You know who I liked? Um, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. You know. Know what those were? I know them of ducks, but I can't. Right, think of them Silent as... Running. Have you ever seen that film? 
I don't think I have. You need to watch Silent Loop. Okay. It's totally hippie. Joan Baez does a soundtrack or some what? shit. What? But it's got um, Bruce Dern in it. Okay. And he's basically floating around in this um, in space. Oh, like you do? With uh, In this kind of eco-biodome. All right. And um, it's kind of their, you know, the Earth's shit, you know, and they're preserving the the trees and the plants. It's really hippie vibe. And um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are the three robots that look after the the plants with him. And it's an incredible film, and it will make you weep like a baby. What? You've never seen Sonic Running? I don't think I have. You've got to no. watch okay, it. Okay, I'll put it on my list. If anyone out there hasn't seen Sonic Running, it sounds like a, that film. like a submarine movie to me. Yeah, but it's it, it is a bit. It's it's tense, but it's it's really it's really really human film. Okay. And these robots don't look great, believe you me. I mean, but you know, it's really human. Right. You know. Um mm. yeah, great film, Silent Running. Wow, you mm. haven't seen it, I can't believe it. No, I haven't. Turning your nerd guard. Um Robocop wasn't really a robot. No. You know, yeah, Cyborg right again. Cyborg. Half yeah. man, half machine. Um Gor- cop. Gor- <gasps> uh, Ed two oh nine was in the film though. Yes, he it was. was. Good. That was a good robot, yeah. Um Gort. Gort, well, I don't know. Was he like probably the first? Well, maybe not the first robot, but like no, the chick from Metropolis was the first one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gort, yeah. Well, he was a good one from uh, uh, the Day of the Earth Stood Still. What was the robot from um, Forbidden Planet? Robbie the robot. Yeah, that one? No, he's yeah. great. Yeah, Forbidden kind Planet too. Robot. Yeah, that film. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, robots, yeah. dude. Robots. Kill Robo. Kill Robo. I hope he doesn't fuck that guy up too soon. It, I mean, it is space. so cute. I can't get over how cute it is. And it sounds like a 12-year-old Japanese girl. And I'm not being, I'm not trying to stereotype. I mean, I think that's just the voice. Right. It's like, we need a... Although I did think the voice, if you watch the YouTube, the voice sounds like he's speaking out of a transistor radio. Like, well, yeah, I would say that's the speaker more than anything else. I mean, they need to. But the thing is 12 inches tall and it can talk to you. So, I mean, what, you know, it's like, we have to make concessions somewhere. But I don't yeah. know if it's meant to be like a companion, like communication robot, you think they would have been. Yeah, maybe you know, invested a few more bucks for. Well, you know what speaker. the the film's gonna be? It's Kill Robo. He's cute and deadly and deadly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week uh, was the um, remembering the Doctor, the Seventh Doctor, right? Which was on BBC America, and the Seventh Doctor was kind of a big deal in a way because he's the one that almost killed the show. Oh, yeah, uh, Sylvester McCoy. Um. He how like when you say he almost he was just so bad. Uh Was was, he bad or was the writing bad or was there was a bit of both there? Yeah, he was bad because he was known to people in the UK as being like this kind of comedic clownish actor, and that's kind of who he tried to then be in Doctor. So essentially, went from it suddenly seemed to be appealing to six year olds, right, and not adults anymore. And and I don't know who made that creative choice in the BBC. Sylvester McCoy obviously had something to do with it. I'm not gonna. He's not blameless in this. Um, but yeah, they and he essentially did kill the franchise for a long, long time. He didn't. And it, did they touch on this in the room with Doctor? I mean, is this or are they? Stephen Moffat keep it very prop. No, Stephen Moffat was on. Uh, he was obviously you know the showrunner sure. for the new Doctor Who stuff, and he admitted that he remembered that it was shit. Like he said when I because he wasn't working for the BBC at the time. Right. So he said, yeah, I remember this was bad, especially the first season. But then he tried to like, well, but like the second season, it got a lot better, and it did probably get a little bit better. And I remember when I watched, I, I'm on track with him. I would agree with that. The first season was just so bad, though. So he fully admitted, yeah, it was terrible. It's the mess of the it was awful. Like yeah, I don't shite. think I've seen a single um, episode yeah. of the Seventh Doctor. If you're gonna watch any. You watch Remembrance of the Daleks. It's probably the, and that's the episodes they showed. Okay. So it was probably the only one, and that was good. That was worthwhile seeing. It was the very first time when you see the Daleks hovering. Oh right, yeah. Um, and it was more of an action stuff. Where people are blowing stuff up left and right, and I'd say in the, so it was the very that was the first episodes of his second season as a Doctor, and he turned it around a, a lot, and then he started to make his Doctor a little bit more kind of chilling, you know, and less of a clown, you know, sure. which helped. But like I said, I think they were on a, they were on, like for me personally, you know, I had, uh, I'm more, more interested in wanking really than watching Doctor <laughs> Who at that point, this point in my life. So, uh, but, you know, I do remember watching the Remembrance of the Daleks and it was because my buddy comes like, have you watched, call me when I saw him in school or whatever, he's like, have you, you know, watched, been watching Remembrance of the Daleks? And I'm like, no, I don't watch this shit. Right. Don't watch Doctor Who anymore. Fuck yeah. That. He's like, no, you should really watch it. And I did. And I started watching it and it was very good. Okay. Um, the, the the you know as with every doctor they always give him a new theme sure. to kind of update it 
and it looked like someone at the BBC got like a new computer for Christmas or something like that. It's like really computerish, blockish, um, and uh, this was like in 1988 or so. Uh, um, it was Ace's first solo adventure with him. She was his companion through most of Sylvester McCoy's. He had um, Mel, w- who crossed over from Peter Davidson into the F- Sylvester McCoy, and she was there for the first series, or okay. half of the first series. So they had all these, you know, the old actors like Bonnie Langford, who was Mel, who looks really good as a 50, late 50-year-old woman. And then they had um, Sophie Aldred, who was Ace, who, you know, she was cute. You know, she was kind of cool. Dude, she looks bad. Oh, no. She did not age gracefully. Oh, no. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer because yeah. Ace was cute and young. and Now, obviously, Ace was, probably 30, Ace was probably 30 at playing a 16-year-old, you know, on the show. Right. But, dude, dude, she does not look good. But like I said, Bonnie Langford is probably older than her. looks a lot better. Wow. Um, when they did the talking head bit at the start. Sylvester McCoy looked grumpy. Yeah. He just looked pissed off, you know, when he's talking about, you know, his time. Um, Probably because he knows. I'm sure, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's, I'm sure he's got hate sure now. He, the years have not been kind no. to, like, yeah. Now, the next one I'm, in, I'm, I'm interested in seeing because it's Paul McGann. Right. Which is going to be a very short episode because he only made the one the thing. One, yeah, the one TV movie. film. But in, 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 in another way, I'm really interested to see, one, how the film came apart. Came apart. Um, two, what was their thinking? Was it a failed pilot? Did they make this pilot think, okay, this is how we cracked the American market? Because it was made for American television. Sure. And then, you know, instead of doing a movie, which had been rumored for years up to this point, they said, well, we're going to make a TV movie and they're going to make it. This is the pilot and then we'll make a show. And it just got cancelled. But they thought, like, fuck it, let's just get the show out. Let's get show this movie anyway. Uh, I just want, I'm, I'm interested to see more behind the scenes stuff on that, not actually watching the movie again. Have you seen that film? I have not. Eric Roberts is well, the I don't master. know where to find it. I've been trying to find it. I mean, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's going to be on BBC America here in a couple of weeks. Oh, maybe by then I'll have... I just signed up for Google Fiber, so I'll have TV again. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, Sylvester McCoy, members of the Alex, very good. Uh, Sylvester McCoy, very bad overall. Um, do I dislike him as much as I... I mean, yeah, he he's the worst. He's worse than Matt Smith, just because he, he did kill the TV show. Right. You know? So he's got that in his resume. I think it's funny. They, so they're going to do the this. The rem- remembering the doctor. They're going to do all the doctors out leading mm-hmm. up to November. Uh, all right. It's going to be entertaining to see them do remembering Matt Smith. You know, while it's kind yeah. of going on. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like looking back, you know, over the years, you know, yeah. it just doesn't like 2011. Like yeah, like <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Remember the doctor. Remember. Archie, don't remember this doctor. Okay, we're good. Have you um, seen any movies recently? I saw The Wolverine. Okay. Uh, actually, I saw The Wolverine 3D. Oh. Let's be specific. I hate fucking 3D. It doesn't add anything to the film for me. And again, in this one, it was the same thing. It took my, my while for my eyes to adjust. I went to that, you know, that headache, the dull headache for about the first five, ten minutes. Right. And then it was fine. But still, I just don't get it anymore. Like, I got it for... Um, uh, James Cameron's film Avatar Avatar yeah I got it for that and it was great different I get it but stop just stop <laughs> I don't think it's going to stop sake. anytime soon please yeah and as a matter of fact I think it's going to go the way of 2D is eventually going to go the way and that would fucking really make me mad yeah, yeah, like I mean, IMAX go well, IMAX go better sound go bigger screen do all that no, no 3D I don't, don't think do 3D. 3D I really don't I don't think 2D is going away I'm just being facetious but um, I would say I saw Pacific Rim in 3D and I enjoyed it but, did it um, add on to it? Did it did. You, it did. It you felt the robots are coming out to punch you in the face? Not so much the robots, but the atmosphere itself. I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to, to explain. Um, but I, I'm I'm happy that I saw it in 3D. I, I walked out of there going, "Oh, okay, I'm glad I did that." When before I've always been like, "Man, I just lost 15 bucks." You know, like yeah. Uh, but so I I'm, I agree with you. I Do you s- recycle your glasses or you keep them? I recycle them. I did too. Yeah. I don't really want any more shit in my house. <laughs> right, just in more clutter. And I don't want a reminder, usually, that I had to go see a 3D Right, you're just going to see it sitting on your nightstand. Yeah. Like, I did, I had a certain time limit. I had to go see the film. I wanted to go see the film. So, like, it was 3D, so I was like, okay, fuck it, I'll just go. Yeah, the same thing happened with me, Pacific Rim. It was exactly the same. Yeah. And Star Trek. I saw that in 3D, but I didn't think it really, I mean, meh. Like the, movie, like, the movie was amazing. It sounds to me like you see a lot of films in 3D. I have seen more movies in 3D this year than I have in the past 10 years. And I've seen... <laughs> Two and 3D this year, so. <laughs> um, so okay, so the Wolverine. What? Let's talk about it. Yeah, you go. 
I, here's what I think. I think the first 15 minutes yeah. and the last 15 minutes okay. were great. They were amazing. Okay. I, um, I thought the stinger was really fucking cool. Best part of the film. Um, I think that uh, I, I enjoyed the fact that it's going to be hard to d- describe, but it seems like this year all of the movies that I've seen have been very like kind of apocalyptic like uh it's you know it's all or nothing like you know the, the if the hero doesn't win the, everyone loses the world is going to erupt it's going to you know it's going to destroy you know someone's going to take over you know demons going to take over whatever it's everything is very dire for humanity you know it's it's yeah. whoever the protagonist is is trying to protect the entire world and that gets kind of tiresome well and the wolverine has never been you know that's never been his character. The thing about the Wolverine that I've always enjoyed is just, it's him. It's the character. It's and it's the demons that he fight. You know, it's not right. he's he's never out there to save the world. He's always out there. You know, he's just one man. You know, yeah. fighting his own demons. Blah 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 blah. And so that was one thing that I did kind of like about this movie was it was his own. You know, redemption. It was his own him. You know, he was like he's the only thing that had to lose. Like he was the only one. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like if you know the bad guy in the movie if he had stolen Wolverine's power and lived forever. It, you know, it wasn't like he had these machinations. To, I'm going to take over the world, and make right. everybody in the you know whatever. It was just, and so I, I appreciated that in a level that I didn't think it wasn't until later I started thinking about it, and I really started. I like that. I like that part of it. I like that they tried to make a story you know about Wolverine right. and about you know something that he was doing. It's, it seemed to me like, like a four you know comic story arc, you know, and and, yeah. and not like a crazy elaborate crossover with you know, right. 50 other people. And you, it wasn't like they didn't try and chock full of other mutants and other, you know, people from the Marvel universe. It was just right. him. It wasn't like a monster of the week, which kind well, of become those kind of in a way like the Spider-Man three became that like just cram as many bad guys. as You can exactly. You know? Or the last Wolverine, you know, it was just like, too, you know, they tried to do too much. They had like, it was just chock full of mutants, just chock full of characters. And just, here's know. the thing, man. Um, Obviously, this was very loosely based on the whole Chris Claremont, Frank Miller, sure. Wolverine, Shinjin. And I don't give a shit about keeping stuff straight with the comic book. In fact, I'd rather they didn't because give me your interpretation of it and change the story because I already know what happens at the end of that story. Right. Um, so I don't care about that, you know. Um, it's just, it made me want to see the Darren Aronofsky film. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what it made me, that's what, that's what bummed me out about it because it was just, huh. It was me, you yeah. know. Yeah, the whole the middle part, like everything. In the, like I saying. was confused. It was like, oh, is he bad? Is he good? Who's he? Is he bad? They're all bad. Yeah. And I knew I could see it coming that the guy wasn't dead. I mean, sure. Yeah. No, no. But it was just like there wasn't like a great reveal. Yeah. Who's like, bad? When is this and, happening? What time oh, is it? It's like it's, it's like it's like that the slasher movie. It's like oh he's dead. No he's not. Oh he's dead now. No he's not. Oh he's dead. It was like that. It was confusing. I was just confused. Everyone was changing sides left and right, and that's bad storytelling. That's I think that's bad editing and it's bad script and it's it felt to me like it was it's been rewritten constantly throughout the process. Sure. Who knows how long how much Aronofsky got into it in post or in pre production? You know, I, I think that Wolverine is that character, kind of off some of the stuff you just touched on, that you can make really good personal films about because he has so much baggage. Like the Punisher is the same way. You can make really, really good films. And when Aronofsky was attached to this with Hugh Jackman, because they worked together a lot, I thought this is going to be brilliant. And right. it just wasn't. And now I obviously know Darren Aronofsky didn't make the film, but I, I, I can't you know, believe that he wasn't somehow involved, especially like just with the tone at the beginning. It just, just wasn't that good. I just wasn't that interested. It and wasn't what you wanted. pissed me off because... Yeah. This was the one I was waiting for this sure. year. This is my was going to be. This was a film I was most excited about. And we covered that in that earlier podcast, and it was just I was just so bummed because it just wasn't fucking good. Do you think you watch it again? Probably. I mean, I'll wait till it comes out on HBO. Oh or yeah, no, I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD. I, I think I preferred the first one. How about that? Wow, Origins. Well, and I don't even. And the Origins bugged the shit out of me because Gambit was shitting it. Right. And um, the whole Deadpool thing was terrible. Oh, awful. But it was just more. I was the more. I was more entertained. Oh. This one, I was just bored. I yeah, was like, the, oh, what the fuck is this shit about? Right. You know. The, the, that's what I'm saying. The middle of the movie was just kind of sleepy. Like yeah. the first ten minutes, you know, fifteen minutes with the bear and the hunters, and that's what you want to see. You know, like. Yeah. Like, you, you know what's going to happen in the outcome between some dumb redneck and Wolverine. Right. You know, it's like, oh, that's awesome. That's what I want to see. Because I, I can't went, do that. Yeah. You know, like, I can't walk yeah. into a bar full of burly lumberjacks and be like, hey, you killed this fucking bear. Right. You know? And I winced when he cut off his claws, you know? Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. 
But how are they going to get those back? But I will say this, man, Hugh Jackman. He's great. He's great. He's he, Wolverine. He's, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, throughout the movie, I never once, mm-hmm. you know, saw Hugh Jackman. It was always, you know, he is the Wolverine. There's one, uh, the only critique I have about Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine is he's too tall. And it's always been. I mean, that was from right. the very first X-Men movie. Right. But uh, I can get over that. He's a little bit, you know, he, I don't know. I don't know how old Hugh Jackman is, but he looks good for how, how you know, I mean, he's. Yeah. Dude um, is fucking But ripped. he's filled he's out built. since the first, um, you know, since the first X-Men. He's, yeah. you know, then he was a little bit scrawnier, but. Have you seen those, uh, those uh, uh, pictures he's been tweeting Hugh Jackman has from, if you follow Hugh Jackman on Twitter. No, I don't. He's been tweeting himself working out um, because of Days of Future Past. They're right. doing that right now. And he's just bench pressing like serious no, amounts of weight monster. Yeah. it's insane he's absolutely looks monster. like he's about to ship himself through you know his whole insides are going to come out like those <laughs> Russian powerlifters that whole he looks insanely big but you know hey he's putting the work in because he, he I think he gives a shit about the character yeah. but like I said that's the only thing because Wolverine like the runt is what they call it. you know that was a big thing sure that he was short but I don't care Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Do you think that when they casted, when he was cast as the Wolverine in the first X Men movie, do you think they anticipated that he would be he that he would be an actor that's going to reprise a role more times than any other actor has reprised a single role? I don't know if they thought that, but I think they thought that they had because uh, the, they know no, they would have known how popular Wolverine is yeah. as a character in the Marvel universe. I mean, uh, so I thought that they probably saw okay if there's going to be spinoffs. It's probably going to be Wolverine stuff because, you know, because he's just such a popular. Oh, character. he's what sold that movie. I mean, he's the one yeah. that you know was so deeply. Embedded he's the centerpiece, in, in and that's why Daisy Future Pass is going to be cool because he's also again the centerpiece. Like Wolverine's the star of the show. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that was the thing about Wolverine, man. It was just like, oh, so still, Star Trek Two has still been the best film I've seen so summer. far. Yeah. Well, I you haven't seen Pacific Rim yet, though. Right. Yeah. I, and again, week. I'm not saying, again, I keep harping on Pacific Rim, and it's not the best movie I've ever seen in my life, but this summer, it yeah. and it did for me what I wanted the summer blockbuster right. movie to do. And uh, on that note, um, it's supposedly 19% down movies for the summer are year to date, um, and, and executives of Hollywood are calling it the summer of doom, you know. And oh, it's changed. The whole landscape of, you know, how people go to see a cinema has changed, and that's maybe the case. But my personal opinion is that 19% down because there's been a lot of shit films out there. Yeah, that's at the end of the day, that's who, it. People don't want to go to see a shit film. Right. I read somewhere that Johnny Depp and Gore Verbinski were pissed off at the at critics in the press because they blamed them on the fact that The Lone Ranger tanked. No, no you can't do that. No, man. don't do that. The film is shit. That's why yeah. it tanked. Yeah. You know, don't blame other people for the fact that you made a bad film. Right. So, yeah, it's not. it's got nothing to do with people not going out to the cinema for whatever reason it's to do with the fact that the films have been kind of crap yeah and why would you fucking go see a shit film yeah because you're not just investing money you're investing time too right. you know i mean that's it's you know it's kind of a big deal yeah so i don't i don't know i don't obviously prescribe to that point of view i mean next year probably be huge again so yeah um well there was no avengers this year so. <laughs> oh ne- well no not next year either. well there are some things down the pipe to get excited yeah. about but but the trail for Wolverine was cool. The stinger was cool. The stinger was cool. So stay after the credits because it's cool. And it yeah. kind of leads into, you know, what they're doing, which is kind of the way we're doing it now in the Marvel Universe. We're kind of setting up future films with yeah. the ends of current films, so, which is great. And it was really, really neat. You know what I like the most about that stinger? What? Not having to wait through the credits. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I mean, there is something to be said for the anticipation to be built. And I did, like, when the lights went up and the, the credits were still rolling, I went straight to, to the phone. I was like, is there anything after the credits? Like, you so know, like, a stinger after the stinger? Is there is stinger there, stinger? Is there more? You know, because you know. yeah. So there's Wolverine, but there's other films coming out soon that we're gonna be. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, CBGBs. Film. See now, you I I don't know this film, so you're gonna have to sell it to me. What uh, Alan? Rickman, I mean, I know what CBGB is. But. Right, it's just basically the history of the club, okay. like how it started and what it became, and you know, l- launched so many. You know, I'm imagining the soundtrack pop. to this movie is going to be incredible. Yeah, punk rock's you know the home of punk rock and like metal. Just Ramones can be the like kind of the focus. Or yeah, the, and they the Ramones are in, you know the actors playing the Ramones, right, right. And Iggy Pop, and you know the New York Dolls, and everybody who's anybody who was in the punk scene, you know, played CBGBs. And it seems pretty niche. I wonder how they're going to appeal to you know. Broad, I mean, it seems like it's yeah. I don't know. It could be. 
it's weird because the cast isn't great. I mean, it's Alan Rickman's kind of carrying the film. There's no one else really in there. I thought, and I thought a lot of people would would have wanted to, you know, be a part of CBGB's Love Actors. But then again, I think that they have to have young, young people doing it because they're all so young. Everyone was young. All these bands were young. Yeah. Um, but you you kind of go well. Alan Rickman's the only guy in it. Is this going to be? That's more like a TV movie, more like a HBO movie, right? Than um, and maybe that was the right home for it. I don't know. It remains to be seen how good it is. But oh, you know, it could go back to that hole where you don't have to have a big budget. You don't have yeah. to have you know Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in a right. movie to make it. You know, to have it sell yeah. tickets and. But I'm in, I'm interested to see how value. how it goes, yeah. what it's about, you know, and 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 because I I've been to CBGBs and was one of those places I always wanted to go when I was growing up. Like, oh, I have to go to CBGB someday. I, never, I didn't see a show there, but I actually got to go in before they closed it up. So it was years ago when I was in New York for the first time. Um, so I'm definitely interested in seeing that one. Do we know when it's coming out? Do we know? October, like, I think. October? Yeah. So after the summertime. And I got um, uh, 47 Ronin. Which yeah, is I just out. saw the trailer for that a couple of days ago. What do you think of that? Uh, I think it looks fine. I mean, it looks, you know, like a... Uh, it, it looks like The Last Samurai. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it looks like, you know... Only uh, more fantastical. It, it looks like an, an amazing, you know, Japanese... Like, I don't know if it's if it was a mythological tale, if it's just... If it was a real... I, I feel like I read somewhere where it's based on a true story, you yeah. know, and the true story is probably, like, pretty cool, but not as, like you said, fantastical as this. Um, Jap- Japanese looked, Matrix? Yeah, it looks... Samurai Matrix? It looks... I, I would say it looks entertaining. I mean, you know... I mean, who doesn't like samurais and who doesn't like samurais factions, you know, fighting each other? And I don't know. It's you know, what you didn't say that. You didn't say who doesn't like canaries. Oh, I know who doesn't like canaries. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know plenty of people who don't like canaries. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I'm he hasn't made a film in a while, and I'm glad he's. I like him as a leading man. I mean, mainly because he should always stick to fantasy and science fiction. He should sure. never ever do some serious stuff because it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's not suited for it. No, but. The Matrix is still one of the greatest science fiction films ever made. Yes. It's a fantastic uh, hands film. Hands down. Still. Yeah. And, of course, we won't talk about the other two because they're awful. Yeah, terrible. But um, uh, I have, a, I have a, a kind of a game with Keanu Reeves I play. Oh. Um, which I'll share with you if okay. you're interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what are the rules to this game? It's not really – there's no real rules. It's just it'll either make f- his films better for you or much, much worse. Okay. I'm not too sure which. But um, – Years ago, when I went to see Speed in the cinema with my sisters, we were just we were making a joke after we watched the film, like, "Oh, it's kind of like," so you know, fortune cookies, right? Sure. There's that rule. Um, oh, the in bed, th- right? The in bed okay. rule. Yeah. Right. It's the same premise. Okay. When Keanu Reeves speaks, he just he, he speaks his line, and you just go, "Dude." At the end. Of it. <laughs> okay. Now the the reason for this was when we watched the film Speed, we're like, "Oh, that was really good. It was fun, entertaining film," and. Like I kept on thinking he was saying dude all the time when we were talking about because you know he's played the surfer, right? Uh, Point Break and uh, Bill the Ted's, stoner, yeah. uh, the stoner in Parenthood. You know, I mean, he kind of typecast himself in the beginning, and just the way his tone is, yeah, sounds like he's kind of like a burnout. Hey man, you know, so it it works better when he you're watching when it's films like The Watcher where he's trying to be this serial killer, serious guy. And be intimidating to James Spader, right. or when he's uh, in Sweet November, when he's trying to be romantic, or Walk Amongst the Clouds. It works so much better when he he's in Much Ado About Nothing. I think it's a small it's, it, Shakespeare. It's great. Okay, so we're out though, dude. You know, it's <laughs> so. Like I said, I either made every one of his films better for you or worse. Or worse, right? But it it's came from when when uh, Dennis Hopper had that uh, the iconic those lines that that little soliloquy about. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once you get, the, once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Right. And then towards the end, because it's cool, Canary repeats that back to him, and he goes, "What do you do?" <laughs> well, in my mind, "What do you do?" Okay. And that's kind of where it grew out of. All right. Well, I have Constantine at home, so I'm gonna go pop it in yeah. when I get home and, and uh, give it a shot. Constantine, not a bad film. I, I enjoy I that. I know you have your issues with Constantine. Definitely not a John Constantine film, but not a bad film. Though. Not a bad film, yeah. But it's not John Constantine. No, That's no, a fucking no, joke. Everyone, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there you go. I hope I haven't ruined Kennedy's. I hope I made them better for you. I know. Well, some of them, not sure how you... I mean, like, all you could do is improve it. Yeah. Or like, you all know, you could dude is All you could dude. Yeah. Give people a, go, a reason to go watch these movies.
Uh, movies that are shit that I love. Um, classic. I've got a classic today. Yeah, I think you've had this one in the vault for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I think when I when I first started thinking about this list, I thought, you know, just write down the first ones that came to my head. And I think this was the second one that came to my head. So I've kind of kept this one back. Um, I went to see... I got brought to see this film when I was a kid. Um, and I remember it was funny in a way because my dad I remember my dad complaining that it costs because I have four siblings so it's five of us kids Right. it costs so much to take his kids to say he can't afford it and it's weird because he was talking to the usherette guy who was showing us the receipts and he ended up giving us free passes to go back to see another film because he was like God, oh, you have a lot of kids or whatever yeah. so he kind of felt sorry for himself um, and actually we used those free passes to go to see uh, double bill of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back oh nice hey so that a paid off later. it was great yeah, yeah. so yeah. but we went to this film which also was remarked upon like I remember the, the lighting must have been bad in this, but it was like you couldn't see what was going on in this film and when we went to see it in the cinema you're like well, what like what is happening right now and it's just, it was so dark and perfect really because this film is the black hole right so literally it was like we were in a black hole trying to watch this film um, 1979 is when it came out. Um, Disney's first ever PG film. Yeah, that's amazing to me. Every other film before then was G-rated, aside from this one, which obviously was because of the themes in it. Sure. Some death and then some some swear words like hell and damn and stuff like that. So, I guess they uh, they yeah very first PG-rated movie that Disney released, um, directed by Gary Nelson, who directed not much after this. Um, it was the high. It was the most expensive film ever made at the time, like twenty. Wow, really? Six million or twenty-seven million dollars is how much it cost back then. Um, and obviously, once again, this was one of these films that they um, they uh, Star Wars had come out. So hey, what do we do? Well, we have to have a solution to 20th Century Fox. Let's release a space science fiction film that we we can one merchandise the shit out of, which they did. Oh yeah. They had little action figures for I this film. I had the bedsheets. You did? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, bedsheets, obviously, uh, action figures, lunchboxes, uh, everything black hole connected. The only problem was the film wasn't very good. Right. Um, but to my young, fertile mind, which was science fiction craved, this was great. You right. You're going to suck up anything that you could. Yeah. yeah. And it was it's still great. You know, I remember, you know, a bunch of clips on TV before it came out. There's a big hoopla about it, the black hole. You got to see the black hole. And, of course, you know, we got to see it. It was great. But, um, you know, I, I won't go too much into the story. Some guys are exploring through deep space and this ship called the Palomino. And they find this old ship called the Cygnus that's lost years ago um, sitting on the edge of this black hole. And somehow it's not stabilized. They go on. They find this, the, the uh, Maximum and Snell is chewing the shit out of the scenery um, as the uh, evil, uh, um, what's his name, evil Dr. Reinhardt. Um, he's got those robots in it. Like they have the good robots, Vincent, which um, they really stretch oh, man, the a, use of acronyms oh, yeah. with, the, with Vincent. Vincent, I guess, is vital information necessary, centralized. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, he should have been Vin, but the centralized is the center part, and then Bob is a biomechanical battalion or something. I mean, oh, okay, just yeah. they really stretch right, the sure, acronyms yeah. quite tired, quite thinly. But Maximilian the robot though was fucking cool, and he was scary looking. He was. He had those weird propellers on his on the end of his arms. They would and the blades. Yeah, yeah, just burrow through people. So, um, I don't know. It was just it was really good, high concept though. Towards the end, where they went through the black hole, and it looked like that Maximilian Snell was crushed, and then as they were going through the black hole, Maximilian Snell somehow merges with Maximilian Robot and finds himself inside the robot yeah. that he created in this kind of hellscape. hellscape. Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're like, what is going on? I mean, kind of 2010-esque, I guess. They just kind of... I always think when people do that, they don't really know how to end the fucking film. No. They don't know how to end it. They've made this, this whole build-up and then they just kind of dropped it. Yeah. And they said, well, let's just make this mishmash of images and just let people figure it out for themselves. But they popped out of a white hole, from the black hole to the white hole, to into a new galaxy or universe in, in the small, tiny ship that in, they escaped from. Right. The Cygnus on. And, uh, yeah. It had Ernest Borgnine in it. Oh, yeah. It had Anthony Perkins. Roddy McDowell was the voice of Vincent. Um, you know, your John Barry. Does, the score is actually really good. 
it's kind of depressingly dark, kind of morbid. It goes, I mean, it's uh, like a real depressing waltz kind of thing. But um, overall, though, terrible film. Oh my god, it was so bad. But I loved it. It it reminded. It seemed to me like just watching it recently that Disney had made this film in the late sixties. Yeah, you know, early seventies, and just kind of held on to it. And they're like, we're just going to hold on to this one. And then when Star Wars came out, they were like, oh, fuck, it, just throw it out there. Just, just put it out. We got to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it was just the pacing was really slow. It's super slow. And, you know, the whole, like, floating. It, it, and they, they did. There was so much wire work, you know, yeah. to make them look like they're in, you know, zero gravity and they're doing the spin yeah. thing. Oh, it's just. And then the slow so look, we Look what music. we can do with wires, yeah, you know. Least, yeah. Everybody's showing off. I guess they tried to get Industrial Light and Magic to to um, um, help them with the effects, the visual effects, and they, it was too expensive, so Disney just built their own stuff. Wow. Which, um, and they, you know, they did some revolutionary stuff in this, like the matte filming, I guess, was revolutionary, and um, which was good, you know, they you know, they created some, some cool technology to, for other filmmakers to use because you, of this film. You know they're rebooting it, or remaking it. I did, I just found that out, they're yeah. gonna remake it, which is great. Yeah, uh, uh, Joe Kaczynski, I guess, is the, he's uh, He's writing it and directing it, but he's right now he's um, I don't know if he's writing it, but he's having it written. Um, that and Tron Three at the same time, he's going to direct both of those movies at the same time. Yeah, I think so. How does that yeah, work? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I whoever, whichever script gets in his hand first, maybe I, I don't know. But the, uh, he was asked if it was going to be a reboot or a remake, and he was like, I guess a reboot because the concept's the same, but they're going to take it in their own direction. I mean, I, I could see that. And it's still Disney. I mean, it's Disney property, so Disney's, you know, having it made, so. I could see that. It's, you know, science fiction, space, black holes. Yeah, I probably will hopefully have a real ending and not some kind of metaphysical And I think over the past, bunch of like, nonsense. 40 years, you know, the past, what, 30 years, that the knowledge of black holes, I guess, like we've, you know, yeah. we've gained so much more information. It's not just this whirlpool in space, you know, like right. as it was kind of built then. Um, so yeah, it could be, um, I mean, I'll go watch it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, me too. And you know, it's, it found a home, you know, it's a bit of a cult film, I guess. Um, I, like, I, I loved it. How do you, but uh, it was terrible. do you know how it did like in the theater? Do you know how much money it made? Like when it came out, do I think you know it, it made a reasonable amount of money. Um, it made more than they, I mean, it's, uh, I guess it took 36 million at the North American box office, making it the 21st highest grossing film in 1979. So it cost twenty six or so, and they made thirty six in the U.S. I'm sure it made enough money overseas then yeah. too to, you know, to recoup. And then the merchandise and stuff. And we still we still all bought that crap, I'm you know. Sure. Oh yeah. We still bought those little dolls. But uh, it received two Academy Award nominations. Get out of here, really? Visual effects and cinematography. Huh. I wonder what it lost to. I'd be curious to look up. Yeah. So hmm. there you go. Yeah. The black hole. The black hole. I'm. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Disney's on fire with the property right now, man. I mean, they're just. The Black Hole, uh, Tron, yeah, Star Wars, Marvel. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a nerd paradise. Yeah. You know the D23 is going on right now, and it's yeah. hopefully by the end of the weekend, maybe we'll have some footage that's actually released for, like, Guardians and Avengers. And yeah, I did. I saw that. I, I guess I read that they, they showed the same stuff that they had at Comic-Con yeah. recently. So I just want to see that stuff anyway. Yeah. It hasn't hit the internet yet, though, not as far as I've seen anyway. Me neither. So yeah, that's it. The black hole. We'll 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 close the chapter on that one. Yeah, movies that are shit that I love. That we d- it's kind of endearing. It's an endearing movie. Yeah, yeah. So let's um, wrap this up. So uh, thanks again for listening. That yeah. was great. And um, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, H Space Invaders. Like us on Facebook, please. Yeah. Um, find us on the internet, hspaceinvaders.net. And thanks again for listening. Yeah. Until next time. All right. Good luck.